the demonstration or protest that you mentioned that happened in June is organized by the organization Million Moments for Democracy. And they were actually funded us to actually get one million signature uh, to Andrei Babish, our prime minister, resigned. It was like, however, uh, it actually led to demonstration or protest at Letna. There was uh, roughly a quarter of a million people. Hey, you're listening to Tracy on the Slava Connection podcast. Today I talked with Dr. Petra Dominkova about politics and demonstrations in the Czech Republic. Hope you enjoy. You're listening to the Slavic Connection, brought to you by the Center for Russian, East European, and Eurasian Studies at the University of Texas at Austin. This is Dr. Petra Dominkova. She is a lecturer at MU, a Czech Film Academy in Prague, Czech Republic. And this semester, she's been teaching advanced Czech for foreigners at UT Austin. So welcome, Petra. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be there. Be here. <laughs> awesome. So I'm so excited to talk today in English about <laughs> what's going on in the Czech Republic, mainly with politics and these demonstrations that people have been hearing about. So maybe our American audience remembers during the summer, the Czech Republic made news for having one of the biggest demonstrations <laughs> in the Czech Republic since 1989, since the Velvet Revolution. So I'm hoping today we can talk about what's going on, what are these protests about, everything about that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's very true that there is actually a lot of uh, like turbulent happening currently in the Czech Republic. And uh, the demonstration or protest that you mentioned that happened in June um, this summer uh, is organized uh, by the organization, let's say, uh, whose name is Million Chvilek Pro Demokraci. Uh, being translated as like million moments for democracy and they were actually funded as kind of like uh, you know like uh, just the attempt uh, to actually get one million signature uh, to Andrei Babish our prime minister resigned that was like their like initial goal however their activities like seems to be Uh, like welcome among the among the citizens of the Czech Republic, so it actually grew into really incredible. Uh, it spread a lot, uh, and uh, it actually led to demonstration or protest at Letna. There was uh, uh, roughly a quarter of a million people. That's amazing. So Letna is this huge park, and I was actually there over the summer, but I was kind of off to the side. <laughs> it seems like the protests are only against the Prime Minister Andrei Babish. So maybe we could talk about who he is, what he's done to deserve this kind of <laughs> revolution against him. Yeah, uh, yeah, he actually, uh, there's a lot of attention um, just aimed at Andrei Babish. Uh, the problem with him is that he is a huge businessman. This is probably uh, the main issue and every other thing that's connected um, is actually connected like to the fact that he's like a huge businessman. Uh, I've actually found out that this is like he's like the second richest person in the Czech Republic. Wow. And at the same time, he is a politician. Uh, he owns uh, uh, enormous uh, property. Uh, including a couple of uh, Czech medias, uh, including a couple of newspapers, permanent newspapers, as is Mladá Fronta Dnes, connected like this, uh, their e-newspaper, idnes.cz, uh, he owns uh, lidovky.cz, uh, uh, basically it's like two 
from let's say like four most important newspapers so this is like all very problematic uh, he also like once was minister of finance uh, while at the same time like he did have really a lot of interest to his business was supported uh, from all sides uh, besides that from European Union that he's actually getting uh, he's getting like a lot of subsidy for his uh, his uh, uh, his business let's say uh, that he actually kindly claimed that he's not it's not his uh, but he's the only one who's actually um, benefiting from um, you know like any any um, any any uh, just like money that his bus that uh, this agrofair this is kind of like man his company um, receives mm-hmm. yeah so it seems like he's been a politician for a long time but he's not really elected by the people right like he's appointed sort mm-hmm, of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's very true I mean he uh, actually announced uh, I believe already like at the beginning of uh, um I don't know, like 2005, maybe even earlier, uh, he announced that he would like to go to the politics because he, uh, uh, as he claimed, he wants to get rid of corruption because the politicians are corrupted and we need to do something uh, about it. That's uh, very true, but uh, I'm not exactly sure whether he is the one who can just like do that. Uh, and I'm mean, the thing is that he founded this party that's called ANO, that means uh, uh, yes, and uh, the party uh, got actually um, got actually huge support from the people who probably were kind of tired by the uh, parties like who were around like since uh, you know like the 90s uh, uh, so they voted him um, usually the results are around like 30% that's actually very decent and uh, in the two elections he went through uh, he was actually he actually won with his party and therefore as uh, like head of uh, the winning party he was named by the president of the republic as a prime minister and he was asked to actually create a government it wasn't easy for for him because uh, particularly uh, just like in the recent election uh, all the other <laughs> I would say like regular let's say democratic parties uh, did not want to cooperate with him didn't want to create like any kind of like uh, coalition uh, therefore he actually needed uh, like do something that it's like unique and this is a cooperation with communist party Oh, wow. That's uh, <laughs> something that I, I believe is very problematic because uh, because of him, like for the very first time since 1989, the Communist Party is in the government. This is one just like one of uh, many controversies that are around uh, Andrei Babich. This is not just Communist Party, also another leftist party uh, that's called uh, ČSSD, like Social Democracy. Wow, I didn't know that he had to cooperate with the Communist oh, yeah. Party. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, he does. <laughs> That's really interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it seems like uh, Andre Babish, the prime minister, has a lot of controversy around mm-hmm. him. And I'm wondering if we could talk about the Shetzaimu, his conflict mm-hmm, of mm-hmm, interest, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. that he is a businessman who operates a lot of organizations that now seem to be benefiting from the European Union because of him. This is mm-hmm. all going to sound extremely familiar to the American audiences, <laughs> even his... um. I don't know if it's like the party slogan is like Silne Chesko. It's mm-hmm, like strong, mm-hmm. make the Czech mm-hmm. Republic strong mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are the, so you mentioned Agrofert. So that's like a big umbrella mm-hmm. corporation sort yep, of. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then from my understanding, he 
is able to receive subsidies because he kind of chopped it up. He made it into like a whole bunch of smaller mm-hmm. ones. Mm-hmm. And through that, mm-hmm. he was able to say, oh, like, look, this is a small business. When in reality, it's mm-hmm. all kind of tied. Mm-hmm. And there's mm-hmm. like bakeries involved. And you mentioned like all the news media and things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, wow. And then there's also a... Um, hotel business. <laughs> oh, true, true. This is uh, this is one of the like most uh, controversial, I would say, moments in his um, career because uh, uh, he was actually accused uh, of uh, illegally uh, getting like the subsidy from European Union for his uh, hotel and kind of. Uh, um let's say i don't know how to name it um, kind of like the place where you can just like come with your family spend some time uh that's called the uh, chapinizdo storks storks net and i mean the thing is that he actually got the subsidy that was aimed for smaller and just like medium sized business that his one hardly is uh, <laughs> since he's like second uh, richest person in um, in the republic uh, however, exactly as you were saying, he was actually for that time when uh, he was he wanted a subsidy. Uh, that was like in in. in it was actually a couple of millions. It wasn't like a couple of millions crowns. That it wasn't like in 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 terms of like his business. Uh, it was basically nothing. So he actually um, just kind of like took it out of his company, and then it actually when it got subsidy. So then it like took it again under Agrofert. So I mean, there were like these like very very suspicious um, moves. Uh, around like Storksnet uh, that even European Union actually found out that this is like very problematic and they published uh, the uh, like the official document that has like I don't know like 40 pages a lot uh, and they explain step by step uh, why they believe that this is actually conflict of interests uh, and that this is actually uh, fraud that uh, he should not get this money however so he was accused of the of uh, like you know like having subsidy that he should not have however the charges were dropped uh, just recently like uh, i think a month ago that is like another thing that's like very problematic and uh, is suspicious uh, because uh, uh, so far as the public can see uh, the the reasons for dropping the charges are very very unclear and basically the uh, like whole uh, whole comment uh, um, of the responsible person is that uh, there clearly were some like wrongdoings uh, um, um, or wrong wrongdoings uh, connected with the stork's nest. However, the result is that the charges were dropped, so it doesn't make much sense. And this is also one of the reasons why sixteenth uh, of November people will again gather at the Latna and will try to force. Uh, uh, responsible people to actually be like more specific uh, and maybe just like give it like second thought uh, maybe if Andrei Babish really is innocent because um, um, all the charge uh, I mean everything I say is basically like alleged uh, so he never was actually proved to do anything wrong so if he is innocent I think that he should uh, go to court and just clean himself in front of the court and then it would be probably the end of like all controversies. <laughs> exactly. No, it's bizarre that he claims his innocence, but at the same time won't go in front of the courts. And one of the things mm-hmm, he says mm-hmm. is, oh, it's a campaign. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like it's a tactic mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. kind of make him look bad. Well, really the best thing I think for him is to kind of be open about why these charges were even there in the first place and just exactly. talk to people. Yeah, so that's one of the main <clears> things <throat> that um, the demonstrations mm-hmm. want. And the 16th of November... Mm-hmm. 
I'm surprised it's not the 17th of November because mm-hmm. that'd be a more significant mm-hmm. date for mm-hmm. the Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. I mean, the reason is that uh, the 17th of November, particularly this 17th of November, will be like a uh, huge for uh, Czech nation because this is exactly 30 years since the Velvet Revolution and there will be plenty of uh, events uh, mm-hmm. already connected with the 17th of November as kind of like commemorate, uh, you know, like the happening uh, 30 years ago. Therefore, a um, million moments for democracy, they actually decide it like to actually go a day before uh, for 16th and uh, I myself think this is actually actually a good idea because in the 17th it might got lost among like all the other events that um, will be around yeah and also if it was on the 17th maybe um the government would kind of shoot away as like, oh, they're just out to celebrate the 30th, which yeah. is what has happened in the past. Um, at least maybe the first one that was in um, like Wenceslas Square, that was about people said it was, oh, just a concert or maybe the weather was nice and that's why people were outside. Mm-hmm, so it's kind mm-hmm. of funny that these demonstrations have been played down mm, by exactly, the Exactly, exactly. I mean, uh, specifically, it was Andrei Babish who actually climbed, uh, like, at Wenceslas Square was, um, I don't know, like, almost, like, 200,000 people, I estimate, I don't know, like, exact numbers, uh, but it was full, full, like, Wenceslas Square. Uh, if anyone has been there, you, you know, that it's actually a huge square. And uh, Andrei Babish really was kind of almost like making fun of that, saying that it was like nice weather, so people went to see concert. Uh, <laughs> that's obviously um, ridiculous, uh, particularly considering that people went uh, to the uh, quote-unquote concert uh, from all around the Czech Republic. So yeah. I don't know why would I do that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, I remember at Letna, I wasn't really a part of the demonstration. Mm-hmm. I was kind of off to the side watching it. But I saw all these signs go past. And one of them, I remember, was like one that said, we're from Olomouc. Because mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. one of the complaints, too, is that it's only people in Prague. And listeners in Texas will find this familiar when I say Prague is kind of the liberal blue mm-hmm. um, dot in the middle of the Czech Republic, which mm-hmm. is um, pretty conservative otherwise. So it was nice to see that they had signs saying that we are from Olomouc, we're from this mm-hmm, different mm-hmm, Czech city. Mm-hmm, it's not mm-hmm. just people from Prague. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if there's data on how many people um, like were mm-hmm. from somewhere else or even... If there are protests, I'm sure in Brno there had to have been protests, mm-hmm, things mm-hmm. like that. They were like protests like all around the Czech Republic, all around mm-hmm. the Czech Republic. But um, a lot of people were trying, particularly like on the um, uh, event in Letna that was uh, uh, like back in June, because it was really understood as uh, basically milestone in like uh, politics after 1989. So they uh, they were like uh, they attempted actually to get to Letna, and it's actually known that you know like um, even like railway stations. Uh, uh, they're like full and the uh, Czech railways they actually added the train from certain places because there was like um, such a like huge interest into like getting like the train ticket like to Prague from I don't know Moravia let's say Moravia that uh, they actually needed like to um, you know like edit few trains because the people simply wouldn't fit and some people like got like the buses organized so they actually can move uh, to you know like from you know, let's say South Moravia or North Moravia or uh, I don't know like North uh, Bohemia uh, to Prague uh, and they spend the like whole day and at the end they went back home and uh, exactly as you were saying like there were like a lot of banners uh, kind of like claiming uh, we are from uh, I don't know we are from Brno uh, to it was like 
like obvious for the first time that this is not just people from Prague, and they wanted to be here, wanted to be seen because uh, uh, they wanted to show that they are like part of it. This is not just like Prague versus the rest of the republic. That this is just like you know, I would say people who want the democracy to continue and people who just like don't think that this is like you know like the most important thing ever. That I kind of think it is. <laughs> yeah, and I agree. <laughs> interesting um so i work in the czech republic in the summers and i got there at the end of may and it seemed like everyone that i talked to mm-hmm. brought up the demonstrations and they're like oh mm-hmm. you have to go you have to mm-hmm. go mm-hmm. and so i wondered um like i'm usually surrounded by professors there like my own czech tutors that i study with mm-hmm. i wonder if who are like the demographic of people going to these demonstrations mm-hmm. do you mm-hmm. think it's kind of like the more like educated college mm-hmm. people or everyone goes I mean, this is this is this is a good question. Uh, that's probably hard to answer because there are not like exact data. Um, but uh, I mean, definitely, it's. Uh, I mean, everybody who I knew, who I know, went. Uh, this yeah. is like for sure, and not just like like my friends, but even just like people I just like randomly met. I don't know, like uh, in uh, one museum, and uh, just like kind of like real like randomly, you see people in uh, in pops. You go, so everybody went. Everybody went, and uh, even I've read uh, very interesting. Uh, uh, like commentary by uh, one of the priests uh, uh, who's, um, I don't know, like in his like uh, late 50s. And uh, he was saying how he actually hates uh, crowds, how he hates these gatherings. But he <laughs> went because he felt that this is uh, that at that very moment it's actually very very important like to show kind of like the unity that this is not just like you know like some crazy uh, like 200 people uh, somewhere just like you know like screaming uh, but that this is actually a huge mass of people so even he went uh, and he kind of like hated <laughs> the crowd but uh, <laughs> yeah. he he felt that he needs to be there he even like commented that he wants to be that uh, he wanted to be that like dot uh, on this like you know like aerial shot that he just like needed to be part of that crowd. So I guess that uh, uh, not just like educated, I mean, quote unquote, I would say like uh, educated people like went, uh, but for instance, I think that it it does have, these protests have like huge support also like among uh, small farmers that are very much crushed uh, by what Andrei Babish is doing. And uh, he kind of like uh, buys out uh, like the small lands, uh, the smaller businesses uh, uh, that obviously is like very... Uh, problematic uh, and they can never compete with him uh, like in terms of prices of course uh, so uh, and even like uh, you've been on the demonstration so you know that one of the people who uh, was on the stage was uh, actually representative of like small farmers uh, who are actually really upset about like what's going on and the, the subsidy that should actually support small far- small farmers that is actually the point of this like whole like European Union subsidy is to it actually gets to the small farmers and you know like the ecological um, farm farming uh, and not just like to the like uh, number one business it's actually very problematic uh, not just like for you know, like well-being of these small farmers, but even like for the um, for the environment. So yeah, because it's mainly monocultures that go exactly, on. Exactly, exactly, yeah, mm-hmm. which is really problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I'm wondering, when I was looking at the demonstrations in Letna, it was kind of hard to hear what was going on. Mm -hmm. I mean, first of Mm -hmm. all, it's in Czech, and Czech over loudspeakers is difficult for me to understand. (laughs) I didn't get it either. Oh, really? (laughs) Half of it. (laughs) Oh, man. But it really seemed like there's a lot of things going on. Like, there is someone singing and playing, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. music. It was Mm -hmm. a really really interesting event to just watch like all the different actors like you said like small farmer representative mm-hmm. to come up come up and speak and did the did the um the man the student that put together um, this group the million moments for democracy was he also there speaking yeah yeah, yeah. he's uh, yeah he's always there he usually like uh, begins at um, you know like this like protest like begins the gathering i think it's uh, it should be perhaps like mentioned that these gatherings um, i would just perhaps like even like name them gathering um, than <laughs> protest because they're like very peaceful i mean we do have in fresh memories protests in uh, hong kong or very recently in chile uh when people are dying, uh, it's yeah. uh, it's definitely it's very very far from what's going on in the Czech Republic. It's rather like people come to one place. Uh, you've been there, so you know that there was actually a lot of kids. People are coming like this, like whole <laughs> families. Uh, they're coming with their dogs, uh, and uh, they just like stand and they just like uh, you know like listen what people have to say on stage. And people on stage uh, are either representative of million moments for democracy, or they are. Uh, representatives of like small farmers or you know like the the professionals the lawyers the people who actually can comment from their position uh, or their profession let's say the current situation in the Czech Republic uh, political economical ecological and uh, besides that there uh, there also are some celebrities um, uh, actors singers uh, who usually have some like speech and just like show support of uh, either of themselves uh, or of like whole theater that they represent uh, they somebody like uh, uh, you know like sing a song so it's just kind of like um, almost like a happening Obviously, it's always like kind of like bookended by uh, information, kind of like the summary of what's going on, why we are here, what is problematic, uh, why do we believe that democracy is in danger, uh, why it's not possible um, to Andrei Babish, like who is connected with so many controversies. We cannot even like name them here. It's like so problematic. Uh, basically, anything, uh, any newspaper you open. Uh, there is like something on Andre Babish. Actually, uh, like American uh, readers uh, just recently uh, get a chance like to uh, read the article. Like actually, very extensive uh, research. Let's say from. New York Times uh, about like how subsidy goes to uh, European Union, I mean to Eastern countries of European Union, and even if they uh, their focus was mainly to Hungary and Viktor Orban, who uh, uh, I must say is even like more suspicious than Andrei Babish. <laughs> That's surprising, but yes. Uh, uh, but even Andrei Babish deserves his space uh, in New York Times. And just very recently, I think like yesterday or before yesterday, the Times uh, uh, published uh, also like huge, uh, um, just like article about like Andrei Babish and uh, how many millions of euro he's getting like yearly uh, as a subsidy for his um, business. That doesn't really need subsidy (laughs) so um, yeah yeah so usually on these demonstrations we need to kind of like sum up uh, what's going on and uh, very we actually want to you know like be hitting instant Mm -hmm. yeah no I just want to note 
we have a stack of papers here that's, I think it's just the Wikipedia page on Andre oh, Babesh yeah, yeah, here. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's a couple pages <laughs> thick. Um, if you want to go yeah. online and read all the controversies, it's quite a few pages. Yeah, yeah, exactly. At Wikipedia, there are like few, they're like just like, I don't know, like... Uh, uh, what the uh, 22 pages of Andre Babish and like half of them are controversies uh, not half like quarter let's be fair but this is <laughs> not definitely not all the controversies uh, that Andre mm-hmm. Babish has uh, uh, I mean one of probably the most bizarre one is that uh, his own son because he has like two adult son sons uh, two adult children son and daughter from um his first marriage. Uh, so he himself, the son, actually accused him from uh, that he actually kidnapped him, uh, like to uh, Ukraine, actually to crime that, uh, uh, and just like uh, you know, like kept him there in order to the son wasn't able to actually inform about uh, Stork's nest that uh, he was supposedly one of the owners because um, Andrei Babish, like uh, quote unquote, gave it to his children, to his son, to his. Uh, to his daughter and another owner was, uh, I believe, the brother of current uh, Andrei Babi's wife. So, uh, you know, this is not just like about taxes and fraud, but uh, even like kidnapping. It's <laughs> kind of, I don't know. It's uh, a kind serious, of going sure. too going too far, going too far. Yeah. Yeah. So these demonstrations coming up on the sixteenth, um, those are mainly about these accusations Mm -hmm. that got dropped, correct? Like people just want a court case. Like, do you think, what do you think like the biggest speech is going to be about? Is it just going to be about asking the equivalent of the attorney general to relook at these papers? Uh, Perhaps, perhaps. And uh, also, um, I don't know, like the exact like position of of the person, but uh, it's uh, not like 100% over yet uh, because there is still Mm -hmm. like one uh, one person, uh, Pavel Zeman, who can actually... Uh, who can actually uh, just uh, uh, kind of like say that uh, the uh, the charges will not be dropped and kind of like get return uh, these, uh, you know, like a stork's nest case uh, like to the court. Uh, it did not happen. He didn't actually, he didn't decide yet. But what is very problematic is that uh, Miloš Zeman, our president, uh, who supports Andrei Babish uh, a lot, uh, and he supports in exchange him. Uh, So he actually claimed uh, ahead uh, that if Pavel Zeman actually, you know, like just returned this decision, and uh, again, there will be like Stork's Nest, the case on a table, that he will pardon Andrei Babish. Mm -hmm. So I mean, Ahead, we know, ahead, he kind of like warns everyone that if you do that, I will anyhow pardon him. So you don't even like um, have to bother. And it's actually very problematic because if the situation really will develop that way. So Andrei Babish, from his position of prime minister, he would have to sign like pardon for him as a person accused from, you know, like fraud. So this is like... uh, I guess he will sign it <laughs> if, the, if that situation happened. That's actually that I, I cannot really say. I cannot really say whether it will or will not. But this is definitely number one, uh, number one theme that will be that will be covered uh, on the demonstration 16th November. But I believe that uh, also uh, they will discuss about uh, another connected issue, as is uh, the problematic behavior of our president, uh, who's. Uh, uh, also, like uh, whose uh, health uh, isn't exactly, uh, I would say, great, uh, and uh, true information uh, about his health are 
not shared with the public uh, uh, anytime when somebody asks uh, is he's actually shut down and uh, I mean uh, he's uh, you know like no information are actually given uh, besides that he's like an absolutely wonderful um, health state that he never was better and that he really is like happy that he can um, he has just like this uh, you know appetite again and stuff like that that's uh, very, very not actually uh, corresponding with um, his appearance if you see him in basically any situation during the last two years. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know that there was going to be demands of the president, Milos mm-hmm. Zeman. So what do you think the best case scenario is? Is there an, I guess I don't know, when the elections are coming up next for the Czech Republic? Mm-hmm. The next uh, election for parliament are 2021. Okay. And for president 2022, by the way, our current president, Miloš Zeman, he actually already said that Andrei Babiš would be like wonderful candidate for oh, no. <laughs> our next president. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so maybe, oh, wow. you know, like, uh, I don't know what will happen. So 2021, I mean, the probability that Andrei Babiš would resign is like very unlikely. It won't happen because obviously he's uh, benefiting a lot. Uh, Uh, from actually uh, having this power and he apparently uh, not just that he benefits financially but he apparently loves the power he loves the power he he, he loves uh, uh, seeing himself daily on the media so he definitely will not resign and he's very specific about it there is like a lot of uh, uh, clips also on youtube you can find where he says that he will never never resign so <laughs> he will not he will not We just like need to yeah. find the way, like how to explain to his uh, to people who want him that uh, uh, still there is like uh, it, it's actually his popularity doesn't drop. That really surprises me because there is actually one case after another. Uh, I guess that the only thing we need to do is kind of like to explain to those people that. Uh, This is not good for the country. It's not uh, good for anyone. He actually really uh, steals, uh, I mean, quote unquote, he steals uh, from the country and this is not possible. Yeah, I think these demonstrations are still really important, even though they might not get that result of him mm-hmm. stopping down or resigning. I think it's important because it shows that people are involved in democracy and democracy exactly. is alive and well in the Czech Republic, and that's especially important for the younger generations. Mm -hmm, And I mm -hmm. remember being at Latna and seeing, well, kids were there too, but still people my age that can Mm -hmm, vote, 18 mm -hmm. and up. Is it 18 that you can vote in the Czech Republic? Okay, good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So yeah, people like that are really going to be important for the next upcoming elections. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. seeing that at least is some sort of like refreshing silver lining of this whole situation, at least in my opinion. But how you mentioned like Letna and, uh, you know, like people who were singing around, I think it's important to mention that there were also like people uh, like who were like, I don't know, 60 plus, that uh, it wasn't just like young generation, that mm-hmm. the young generation, uh, when where I was standing, uh, there was just like next to me was uh, apparently like grandmother with her grandchild. Uh, mm-hmm. There was like uh, the family with, uh, I don't know, like in the like late 40s, there was two kids, etc. So, uh, and I, I have even seen like people like uh, who were like really like eight plus so I mean it's really important to say that this is like around like all the society in terms of age and obviously the young people are probably most seen but uh, uh, 
to claim that they're just like young people would be actually false because yeah. uh, there was there were people of like all age, as you've said, from the infants <laughs> <laughs> until the people who are retired a couple yeah. of years already. Yeah, that's great. So I do have a question about mm-hmm. um, what I can do as a foreigner to support mm-hmm. what's going on. So one of the things I didn't want to do in Prague was really be front and center in these demonstrations because mm-hmm. I'm an American. I don't really have a stake in what's going on. I mm-hmm. might not understand everything that's going on. And I think it's really wrong for people to go and kind of do this like protest um, tourism almost mm-hmm. okay. and really get involved. <laughs> not like anyone I know was doing that, but I think it's really it's not um, conducive to the cause and it really mm-hmm. kind of hurts the narrative of mm-hmm. Czechs mm-hmm. want a better mm-hmm. democracy mm-hmm. for the Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was thinking about it, like whether there is like anything you can do as a foreigner and um, I don't know, I don't know, because if, as you've said, like it should be real like uh, Czechs, like standing up. I mean, um, we can obviously kind of like be on alert <laughs> and kind of learn from other people's fault uh, yeah. as uh, mm, I believe that uh, your current political situation isn't the best either and uh, I think that you can just really um, understand perhaps like better our situation as we understand better your <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah uh, the million millions women for democracy they will 16th of November they will actually publish like another appeal sort of uh, another where they, where they will ask people to sign that I would say isn't like isn't just like you know like for like checks uh, to sign so it's probably open so everybody can sign the petition that will be most likely again for uh, you know like connected with the Prime Minister Andrei Babish and his uh, resigning from his position or this is the other option from actually really stopping his business it's not just like we It's important that people are saying, uh, people don't say just like stop doing politics. People just saying, just choose. Like either you're a politician or you're a businessman, you can be both. It's simply not possible. So I want to end with a question that I get all the time as a Czech language learner. Mm-hmm. We've been calling it the Czech Republic, but technically mm-hmm. it is Czechia on my Google Maps. This happened, mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. it 2015 or 2016 that it changed? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was trying uh, to read something about it because uh, uh, nobody I know ever refers to the, <laughs> to my country, Czechia. We always say the Czech Republic. Yeah. Uh, And uh, does the government say Czechia? Like, do like official forms change? Yeah, I don't know. I think that it, it it actually probably initiated as a kind of like way to find some shortened form because uh, absolute majority of the countries do have their shortened form. We have like Bulgaria, we have Slovakia, we have Poland, we have Hungary, we have Germany, but we have the Czech Republic. So they were trying to find something, and they were like um, like multiple names. Um, that were discussed, uh, uh, for instance, like Bohemia um, and uh, even others. Oh, uh, I can't imagine that actually <laughs> passing. Oh, no. Yeah. But Czechia isn't really popular at all. And I I, I think that like few official, um, you know, like institutions probably are using it because they have to. But uh, I've uh, read just recently that even like ice hockey players, they actually have um, on their Just uh, the Czech Republic instead of Czechia. That they mm. said like didn't like that, uh, and even I've heard that some brewery uh, actually used to have I don't know which one, but uh, 
it's not that important that they had on their on their um, stickers uh, uh, written made made in Czechia, and they did some survey, I guess, and people like hated it. Oh, no. So they actually just changed it for grammatically incorrect, made in Czech, uh, that people like if it's grammatically really? incorrect. Yeah. So we don't really use that. I think this is kind of like the international like must thing that probably you will see it like here and there in some like official um, documents, but. But the, the people in the Czech Republic definitely do not use that. There is also this problematic um, side of Czechia that it kind of almost connotates that this is just Czech, Czech lands. And we do have, besides Czech lands, we do have also Moravia. And usually if you say Czechia, so it kind of uh, connotates this like Czech lands, Czech part of the mm-hmm. Czech Republic. And it kind of like leaves, uh, leaves away like whole Moravia that the... Uh, I am from Moravia and we don't like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's why it's bad if they wanted to be called Bohemia and also be leaving out Moravia. Yeah, exactly. Wow, exactly. that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad that it's only Czechia and that's the worst. <laughs> that's the best it could have been, I guess. But it's good to know that I can keep calling it the Czech Republic. Yeah, I can absolutely. keep telling people it's the Czech Republic. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to say before we end? Uh, not really. Just... Perhaps just be with us. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. The views expressed on this episode do not necessarily reflect those of the show or the University of Texas. Please visit slavxradio.com for more information. Thank you for listening. The Slavic Connection is produced by the Center for Russian, East European, and Eurasian Studies at the University of Texas at Austin. Thank you. Hi everyone, my name is Mirta Vashelovich. I'm a global policy student at the LBJ School. I study European policy and I'm here with European Horizons to invite you all to attend our event on November 22nd that's going to be focused on human rights and multilateral settings. We have two amazing guests coming. One is Alexander Schutzman, who is a senior advisor at the office of the president of the UN General Assembly. And the other one is Ambassador Silvio Gonzado. He is a deputy head of delegation of European Union to the UN. Both are great delegates, great EU experts, and we think it's going to be an amazing event. So please show up. It's going to be fun. And see you there on November 22nd.